Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you today from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Delighted to have this opportunity to interview Rose Henry, who will be speaking to us today from Northern Ireland. Rose is married and she has two sons. Rose, who is a Reiki master, a spiritual coach, and the founder of Intuitive Holistic Services, is passionate about helping beautiful souls heal themselves with compassion, love, and accountability. She has also trained hundreds of healers to help people heal using hands-on healing and the use of crystals. Rose was born in the Welsh Valleys and has lived in Africa, Australia, and now Northern Ireland. After she left her secure corporate job in Australia and came back to the UK, she began her work as a spiritual coach, utilizing her deep understanding of energy, balance, and healing. She offers her clients valuable insights about their physical lives while helping them to enrich their souls tying a logical, real-world approach to her spiritual one. Sharing spiritual wisdom is paramount to what Rose does, and her mission is to always honor, respect, and reflect back to her clients an image of who they truly are. Rose's work has been featured on ABC, Fox Network, NBC, and CBS, and today it is being featured on Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm looking forward to an inspiring and wisdom-filled interview with Rose, who is an absolute delight, I must say. Hey, Rose. Welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. (laughs) It's so fun to meet you. So let's begin our interview with this question. When did you become spiritually aware? And what are the emotional pain and life challenges you have faced that taught you to not be nervous about being in a state of change, which is huge because most people are so resistant to change. Yeah. Hi, Irene. And um, sorry, I interrupted there a bit early. Uh, I'm, so excited. I'm so excited to be here with you and with everyone. And I really believe that we all have this beautiful soul light to share. And my actual sort of beginnings until I was 11 I connected with spirit. I thought everybody could see spirit. I didn't realize that, you know, not everybody could tune in. I see us, our soul is a radio channel and we tune into it. But at 11, I had a life-changing event and that created conflict because there was a huge heart-wrenching change when my mom and dad decided to move from Wales in the UK to South Africa because my nan was left in Wales and she was my mom's mom and oh, I was so close to her. She, she was a tea leaf reader. Oh, wow. <laughs> no wonder you got, you got the gift from her. 
Yeah, and so when I went to South Africa, I missed her so much because we had this spiritual connection that I used to astro project. And every night, I didn't realize it until I was in my 30s, but every night for the first six months, I would travel and lie next to her because my granddad had died 10 years, well, when I was about four, and we moved when I was 11, so seven years before. And um, I used to snuggle into her and she always had this long white cotton dressing gown or a nightie on. And so every night I used to go there. And then- And she um, was aware was, that you were doing that. She was aware, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when I was 11 and a half, my mum and dad told me I must be, um, you know, sort of just imagining it. It must be my imagination. And you get to an age, and I got to that age where I switched it off. And as soon as I switched it off, I felt like I, I, I fitted in. I fitted in with my family, which was very important. And um, then I used to write to her, but it wasn't the same as going to her because when you go to sleep of course your energy goes to your soul and you can go anywhere you want to go but I only learned that like I say after my 30s because at 29 I got switched back on again so, so I want to ask you how did your grandmother respond when she she knew you were tuning in and she, oh, she loved she it she loved it but my mom um my dad uh, just wasn't that spiritually she wasn't comfortable like we, with it yeah, we went to Methodist church. And so, you know, um, we were, my parents were quite into church and this just wasn't something they even want to go down. Yeah, yeah. And your grandmother understood. She did. And and that change, I, I only realized when I was an adult, really affected me because she was my go-to person. And suddenly I was, well, there's four children in the family, so I was never alone, but I was alone because she wasn't there spiritually. So when I was 29 in any way, I, I always had the interest in energy and healing. And I was always a healer. Like I went to work and I was working with networks. Can you believe this? I ended up working for a big company in South Africa. I was the network manager. I was setting up, moving from DOS to Windows, teaching thousands of people, networking them the same way that a soul networks with its, with its physical lifetimes. Hmm. Cool. I loved it. And so, yeah, so when I was 29, my roof disappeared when I was sleeping at 2 a.m. in the morning. My husband was right next to me and he was fast asleep and I thought I must be imagining it. I hid under the blankets and then I looked again and this beautiful white light switched me back on and said, fear not, for God is with you. And I didn't realize at the time, but when I went, when I went for a lot of um, sort of... Um, uh, work with my guru I had a guru over there once that was switched on I, I went to somebody that taught me and when I went to him I said why do I get the words fear not for God is with you and he said don't you know in the bible when an angel appears people are scared and they hide and so God's angels say fear not and so the minute he said his name is Archangel Gabriel he was just a pure white light with a golden halo absolutely beautiful and uh, from that day on, uh, it was my life's mission, apart from my work, because <laughs> you still believe in your head, you've got to do the work. And um, make so, a living and yeah. all that good stuff. So I used to work in the day. And then in the evenings, I used to uh, teach meditation and I used to do readings. I used to do my passion, but it was my hobby more than my belief in myself. Wow. And there was... Right. Was your husband um, behind, 100% behind you with all this or did he like kind of like tolerate it? It's your thing. Um, he always had what he called a voodoo room in my house. 
that's a you know my crystal room it's got crystals and it's got like feathers and I always have your feathers your place right it's yeah. your normal place yes <laughs> so he he always uh, respected because he's not very spiritual himself which some people you know when they switch their light on their partner gets a bit um nervous because they're not understanding it so I was very good because he realized that there needs to be respect so I respect what he does and he respects what I believe in and there's no um argument it's just my belief and that's beautiful. That's really wonderful. Uh, no judgment. You work together. Um, in searching for your own balance across the world, which is amazing how many places in the world you've lived, Rose. That's like, wow. Oh, I wanted, and I wanted to ask you one thing. How, what taught you not to be nervous about being in a state of change? Oh, okay. So why I wasn't nervous was because um, it all leads back to the two gifts you're born with. So I have to bring that in because it matches. Right, please do. I've always, I've always been a believer in breath leads you to your free will. So when we shut down the breath, we give power to panic or to anxiety. But when we really release the breath, which I could do from a young child, even though I was going through change, I never was scared of um coming out the other end because whatever was going to happen i was in control because i never panicked it i just went where i needed to go with my breath so i had the free will to um choose in that moment if i wanted to push forward if i wanted to get stuck stay stuck for a while if that's what you need to do there's no pressure but at the end of the day isn't it wonderful you have your breath and your free will and when you push yourself into this world after nine months of learning if you want to even be here and you emerge through pain of birth you've come here to learn pain and happiness as you are born you are all your past lifetimes are wiped and what do you end up? A beautiful baby filled with breath and free will. And they're the two gifts you're born with. Oh, wow. That's, that's a fascinating way to see that. I'm never yeah. going to see a newborn baby the same way again. Oh, uh, really? In searching for your own balance across the world, you allowed yourself to find your own sense of ease. What was that process like and what inspired you to leave the corporate world to become a healer and founder of Intuitive Holistic Services? So that was a big deal. You were in the corporate world for a long time. That's a huge shift. Yes. So I, um, it's such an interesting story as well because um, I love people, okay? I'm a hug bug. Anybody, if you ever come to my home, um, everybody walks in the door and say, Ah, oh, we love this because they step into themselves. They give themselves permission to just be in a space where they're invited. So I love people. So I worked in corporate. I was managing director of a company in South Africa that asked me if I wanted to work in Sydney and Australia to build the company there too. And so I had 55 staff. I had 11 branches in Africa, South Africa, and Sydney in Australia. And um, what I found, I was there 13 years, but what I found was in the last three to four years, I um, started to realize where my balance, where my dis-ease was setting in. I wasn't breathing 100% correctly. Even when I went to Australia, it wasn't with ease, but it because I was so in a habit of following the rat race, 
I kind of just followed blindly without considering if there was a different way. And so I sat in dis-ease for about three years. I made the choice. I did a recce, you know, like an investigation. I went to Australia three times before we moved there. We moved lock, stock and barrel. We took our pensions of 20 years from our other jobs as well. We moved to Australia. And after two years, I just, I think I just had um, a meltdown. I went home. I phoned my husband. I just said to him, uh, something has to change. He was so good. I mean, we just really um, spent all of our monies going there and living there. And my son was with us. He was 19 at the time. And um, it was just, oh, it was just the wrong move. I felt it instinctively. And so that change created even more dis-ease because now- And you'd already my- seen Archangel Gabriel, right? Yes. yes. Uh, I mean, my gosh. Yes. So, so I moved, I moved to uh, Sydney and then I called Trevor and I said, please, you know, we have to talk. Do you know, he was so good. I think God sent me Trevor because he was so good. He said, listen, he says, if you don't want to be in this space, because it wasn't, it was a great country. It just wasn't my energy. He said, and I don't know how to explain that to him. He said, there's no, ex- no explanation. Where do you want to be in the world? Do you want to go to oh Canada? And, and, he was said, able to, and he was portable that he could move. Yes, yeah, he like he'd given up 20 year career in South Africa to go to Australia. Wow. And he said, where do you want to be in the world? And I said, I want to be in Northern Ireland. I want to be in your hometown. Because when I came here, I felt like I was a soldier in the 18th century on the cliffs. And so he said, right. And within a month, we finished our work. And within the next month, we moved back. And within three years, we bought a house. And we've been here 11 years. And we haven't looked back. We absolutely love it. You're home. You're home. But it was a lot of change. Because when we moved back, of course, we didn't have the same monies that we had when we went. So we had to actually start from scratch. That takes a lot of courage and faith. Yeah. And that's change at its best. When you know you're growing is when you are being challenged. And people are nervous of change because change makes them look at their mirror and their mirror of their life shines back at them. And what are they actually seeing and feeling? Because your feelings dictate anxiety, happiness, contentment. It's not about the mind giving you the thought. The thought is the prisoner in the mind. It's about how do you feel? Like I could have sat in that, Irene, in that um, job in in, um, Sydney because I've been offered like uh, shares in a company. And it was, was, yeah, it's growing huge at the moment. But um, it wasn't making me happy. So something had to change. And sometimes um, I was 46 and sometimes, do you know what? Um, You create your own happiness. I've always believed that from when I was a little girl and um, you're always good enough. And I've always believed that. And so I had my happiness. As long as I had my husband and a tent, I'd live anywhere. I wasn't scared to move anywhere. You you got a peach. You found a peach. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so you talked about one of them but tell me the two gifts each of us is born with besides breath and are not taught to use and what are your five simple techniques for finding contentment and balance okay so you um um you have free will so with your breath comes free will so nobody should um give their breath or their free will to anybody else first of all so 
Um, a lot of us do because we're trying to please mom, trying to please our partner, trying to please our dog. Lots of us like- Which is what happened to dog. you. You were pleasing your parents. Yes. That's yeah. what happened to you. Yes. So, you know, we please everybody and then we lose ourselves. So what if your soul, which is um, you are born in your soul's image. The next time anybody looks in the mirror, what you see looking back at you is the warmth of your heart and your soul. You know, like when you look at your child and if you haven't got a child, you look at your pet, your cat, your dog, and you have those eyes of adoration and love. When you look in that mirror, your soul is seeing you and thinking, wow, this is my creation. Wow. And, wow. and it's, it's amazing. So free will is having the capacity when you're playing the same story in your mind to press the stop button. Stop right there. Take a new breath. And the breath is a breath of five, five in the pelvis, four in the tummy three in the heart, two in the throat, and one in the mind, and shift the tar and the sludge from the emotional stuff you go through and breathe it up and breathe it out. And what happens is as you breathe back in, Archangel Michael, he's the blue, blue sky above you. He comes and cloaks you in his blue energy and he gives you balance. So your free will is a big, big tool in, in, in finding um, your balance. Well, the free will, it feels like also is your ability to choose. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You choose your thoughts, your, your reactions and all of that. And what are those five simple techniques for finding contentment and balance that you talk about? Okay, so change is, is very good. So change is cleansing, which is crying, healing, and new growth emerging. So change is growth, and growth is change. So it's a mirror. Ah. And, yeah, and um, it's... Um, it's almost, well, breath and, and tuning into your frequency is definitely one of them. So um, uh, just repeat the question there. Are yeah, your five, five techniques for contentment and balance. Uh, okay. So I use crystals. I would, I would keep amethyst. I would usually wear amethyst as a ring or as a piece of jewelry because amethyst brings balance. Amethyst is from Archangel Gabriel and she works with I see her as a female, even though a male came to me when I was 29. And she works with clearing the mind and putting clarity and removing mind blocks. So those doors aren't locked anymore. So when you open your uh, mind and you open those doors that have been locked, you suddenly have a spring clean in your mind and you open new doors for new adventures. Okay, so crystals, meditation, of course. Meditation doesn't have to be lying down like a zombie. I'm very logical. So um, I'm, I have um, sort of time constraints. So I would meditate as I'm driving. I would sit at each traffic light and I would think about the last two hours and what created anxiety, sadness, upset, what changes am I going through? Small changes can mean big things. Could, with COVID, you could have lost a job. You could have gone through really mm. trying times. So breathe it up. If you're sitting on the bus, on the train, in your car, and at that stop, breathe five, four, three, two, one. And as you breathe and let it go, guess what comes back in exchange? Balance. Oh, that's very okay. cool. So your crystals, your breath. I would also, um, um, I would use uh, writing. So, and I don't journal, okay. Um, 
I work with my soul. So if I have something that I need to bring balance, I would write a little question to my soul and ask a sign. I do and, that too sometimes. Okay. And it's wonderful because what you're actually doing is taking dis-ease of a situation or an issue or a relationship out of your body and relaying it onto a page. And you could, you know, like when they made you write lines in school, well, in my day they did, I am a naughty girl, I am a naughty girl, right? Um, well, I, you know, That's terrible that they did that. I shouldn't talk in class, right? No. They're repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. So what are you doing when you're asking your guide this question? And when you do that, your guide, give them four to six weeks. Because remember, um, they will get back to you as soon as you start to trust, which is another one, to release unto your soul totally, which is hard to do. Because yes, it is. We're so used to being conditioned. And we have control. to trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. control. Absolutely. So, that's, so trusting is a huge one. And then um, um, being, being absolutely present. So I'll give you an example. So if you had to play COVID 24-7 and you continuously played it, it would, well, to me, it would drive me cuckoo. Okay, it would drive me like up the pole because I um, want to choose what I listen to to motivate me. I don't want to listen to that same channel playing, playing, playing. Right. So, so we need to press stop on the channel in our mind, the video from that thing from two years ago, from 10 years ago. With love and gratitude, we went through it. Yes, it was our lesson. Let's press stop and let's put a new channel on. What channel do we choose today? And then we use our trolley. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I teach that we all, when we wake up in the morning, um, say, say, Irene, say you were in COVID in last year and you said to me, Rose, I can't get to the shops. Can you maybe do some shopping for me for the week? Thank you so much because I'm so busy with all my work, my podcast and everything. I say, yeah, Irene, okay. And I quickly come to you and you give me the bucks and I go down to the shops and I come home and you've got a bottle of rum and a bottle of Captain Morgan's rum and a bottle of Coke and crisps and ice cream, all the good stuff. And I you look at this stuff. <laughs> and, you look, <laughs> and you look at this and you say, Rose, where's the food? And I say, well, if you didn't give me a list, why do, why do you expect what you like? I don't know what you like. So if you're not giving the universe a list, then how can she possibly decide what to give you? Oh, that's so interesting. So you have to be very specific with them. Yes. You have to have this pie chart. That on the first of each month, you spit it into your different areas of your life. And then you have to say, what did I actually focus on? Because we tend to focus on what we're good at. Like for 20 years, I was good in my career, corporate. I didn't look at what I was missing out on. I was missing out on fun and, and, and spending time with my family because I was just a workhorse six in the morning till you know nine at night and um I never thought anything of it because I thought I was giving them the best private schools and they were getting their car on the 18th and it was all materialistic and only when you look back you think oh my word what did I do so now I teach everybody in the morning and I know it sounds weird either put an empty wine bottle because a lot of us have an empty wine bottle um, <laughs> next to the bed or a brick <laughs> with a Brillo pad on the top so that as you turn to get into the habit of doing it 
you turn and you see this thing looking at you in the face, which isn't normally there. And then you lie back down for five minutes, five minutes of breath and free will. What do you want today? What are you writing on your shopping list? And are you first in the trolley? Because if oh. you're not first in the trolley, you'll end up last like you normally do. And you'll always think I'm running after everybody. What about me? Right. So what is all of this? How is this connected to the cloak of our spiritual superpower and turning on our sixth sense? Okay. So um, many times, um, and I'll ask everybody just to think about this. Um, when there's sad times. So I know, Irene, you've been through sad times and I've also experienced quite um, sad times myself. And when you go through these sad times, we can end up, let's use grey, for example, we can end up having this grey cloak of energy around us because we are sitting in a feeling of sadness. Now, a lot of us don't protect our own energy with the energy of the angels. The angels are light. So the blue sky is Michael. He laughs because we've given him a name. We've given him wings. He's like this big warrior and he's wearing these wings, but he's all right with that. He says, however you want to see me is fine. I'm just a blue, blue, blue light. So imagine taking the gray cloak off, allowing yourself the emotional being of, I am still sad, I am very sad, but let me cloak myself in the blue, beautiful energy of Archangel Michael and feel his protection and feel his strength. So we need to be aware when we are walking out of the house, what are we wearing? Pink for happiness, purple for balance, blue for communication. What color would you wear? Because if you're not paying attention to what you're cloaking your energy in, if you're not asking Michael to protect your energy, you'll come home with those 20 people from work carrying them. You'll come home. Yeah, you'll come home with the three kids that have been screaming in the back of the car. Why are they screaming in the back of the car? Well, let me tell you something. Because you've got into the car irritated and dumped all that awful energy into the whole area. When your children get in, instead of receiving balance and breath. Love and breath, right. Yes. They're receiving irritation, frustration. Right. So, yeah. So when you, um, a lot of people would come for healing. And I would take them to my front door and I would say, before you leave today, we spoke about this beautiful healing cloak. Choose a color in your mind, drop the cloak that you were wearing when you walked in of a relationship breaking up, losing a loved one, losing a pet, just as traumatic. I mean, um, and drop that cloak with, with compassion for self and kindness. You're allowed to have the feeling because feelings equals healing. But don't carry that until you're ready to, to feel it again, maybe in a quiet moment when you're sitting and you're writing and you're getting stuff out. Um, and then be aware of when are you playing that? Because you could be playing it 23 out of 24 hours. And so slowly with Michael's help, you can start to play pink, a little bit of contentment and happiness, even though you're allowed to still feel. That's cool. Yeah, I've actually experienced that where I've gone into difficult situations and mindset that I'm protecting myself with a golden light. And Brilliant. 
and a rainbow. So, and yeah. it works. It works. Absolutely. It's a vibration. It really And is. you know the rainbow stands for all the angels. So the blue is the power and strength communication of Michael. The white is the clouds above us. It's Archangel Gabriel. She's, she's uh, I haven't got it on today, but she's quartz crystal and amethyst. So she clears ear, nose and throat. And then the green is Raphael, where you stand with your feet Love. in the grass. And then the red is passion of Uriel. And then Chamuel is the yellow. He's the letting go of knots in the stomach, letting go of dis-ease, IBS. That's so fabulous. Yeah. So when people come to you, you help them to let go of these things. Yes, absolutely. You're like a guide. You're like, a, like an energy guide. Um, for I know spirit, I know about crystals, and I know you work a lot with them, but there are people who are listening in who see crystals, but they don't really have a clue as to what they are, what they do or whatever. So could you give us the um, beginner's guide to, um, to crystals and the crystals that you prefer for healing spiritual soul issues, yes. how you use them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the wonderful thing about crystals is that crystals have been used for millions of years beneath the Earth's surface to heal Mother Earth. Okay, so when you actually see, I've got big chunks of crystal, when you turn them over and you could be sitting at your beach on this lovely slab of, of rock, and when they cut into the rock, there's all this beautiful amethyst. So you're sitting on balance. Oh, interesting. Yes, or you're sitting so on crystals, citron. you find them, they're embedded in the, in yes. the earth. Yes, they're underneath the earth's surface so that Michael protects us, but the crystals heal us. Okay, so what happens is that massive chunk of earth uh, of crystal is here because we have hundreds of, uh, well, millions or billions of people walking the earth and a lot of them are sad and there's a lot of sadness going into Mother Earth. And so the crystals replenish it with motivation, inspiration. So one tiny piece of crystal that you wear on your finger or you wear around your neck can provide for your body what a massive chunk provides for Mother Earth because oh. you're just one cell in the universal body. Oh, how interesting. It's amazing. So when I do the healing, I, would, I do um, healing online as well. I would have um, a physical representation of a body um, if I'm online, so I'll just expand as if I'm doing online, if somebody's here, I would lay the crystals on their forehead, on their throat, along the midriff, on the knees and at the feet. Why? Because, you know, when you're born and you're born from that painful place, if you have a vulnerable first zero to seven years, you can use crystals to heal the pain because you will carry vulnerability then from seven to 14 years to the pelvis where self-confidence and self-esteem live. And then from 21 to 35, you carry all the breakups and going through, you know, change of jobs and university and maybe you didn't go to university and maybe you feel a failure and then maybe you succeed. So you carry all of this emotional, I call it sludge in your tummy. And so crystals, you put a bit of citron um, in your pocket and crystals start to release the knots that hold you prisoner in your tummy. They're like a cheat sheet. You don't have to do as much as your, of your work. They're right there to help you do that. And while you're doing all this work with the crystals and all, don't you also help people identify their soul's purpose? Yes. How so does that, that work? 
So, I mean, so many people don't know who they are. They don't know why they're here. In my yes. case, I had to be bounced around in a car to understand. And you also had, you know, you got an appearance from the heavenly realms, but not everybody's doing that. So they go to someone like you. What's this lifetime of mine about? How do you help them to identify why they're really here? Okay, so um, I, uh, first of all, I want to say that um, I believe that everybody, every single person is their own frequency. So anybody that would come to me, I cannot take any credit or anything for them healing themselves, even though they say, oh, send me all these lovely messages. At the end of the day, I'll send it back and reflect it back to them. Because what they've done is they've taken the cloak off or they've put a new cloak on or they've stepped into a different frequency so we are born but we have something called past lives this is my belief it's not everybody's belief which i explain to everybody that comes to me is that if if you're in a room and imagine a library that's the best way to think of right. it. all the books all the books right so imagine now above your head a crown so you know the crown you know the gold crown it's circular so you know a wedding ring is circular mm -hmm. gold wedding ring mm -hmm. it's a circle of love it represents a circle of love so when you wear the circle of love the circle of love is a library above your head that actually holds the wisdom of your past lifetimes and you so carry the energy from those past lifetimes i agree i know this because i've done this you carry the energy from your past lifetimes into this lifetime so sometimes you've got maladies or things going on that it's really not just a physical thing in this lifetime it's coming from, from carried on trauma. Mm -hmm. yeah and so there'll never be another rose or there'll never be another irene because uh, we are given one lifetime to taste the adventure of every breath every breath don't waste any because when you go back and the light bulb has to be changed because we're just a light bulb for the soul then we think, oh, I should have tried that, okay? So, so all of those books you can call in when you're going through terrible pain and stress and upset. You can imagine this lovely, warm, golden chakra above your head, it's a golden crown, and you can imagine this library filled with wisdom. It's not knowledge, knowledge is learned here. It's wisdom of your soul, you're born with it. But if you don't invoke it, you can't, you can't tune in to getting that advice. So you need to trust, again, trust, that if I, I don't think like a lot of, I did it, believe me, I went through, I'm very logical, Irene. So I went through many years of testing it, experimenting with it, laughing. I did meditation for six months and I laughed my head off. And then I heard laughter is the best medicine. So maybe I needed to, but in anyway, so then say somebody's going through a really stressful change. Maybe they've lost a beautiful person in their life. Maybe they've lost a job or lost a business or a house or a child. I mean, I read for many people that they I know, I, I, I know that's yeah. So um, what yeah. happens is what happens is you can close your eyes and um, sitting in a nice quiet space and light a candle to call in Michael to protect the space always. And as you sit there, you can put your feet in the grass. Imagine standing on a beautiful meadow with the blue sky. Michael's looking down on you. The sun is on your face. It feels very warm and you lay a blanket out. And you sit there and in the distance under another tree is your guide. So your guide is this librarian of your beautiful Akashic record, your library, which sits in your crown. 
And you said you, you just call across very gently and say, I'm really struggling. For the past three weeks, this happened. I'm really struggling. I'm going to ask you, can you give me the wisdom of my soul to help me deal with this? Guess what? You have just invoked one of those past or more than one of those past lives becoming your guides, coming down and offering you signs. Signs are very important. And suddenly that person that didn't really bother is now contacting you three times a week and saying, listen, we're going here. Are you going to join us? And you're getting annoyed, but then you're thinking, maybe I should get out. It's little signs that you're learning the language of your soul. Your soul speaks a language that you need to learn. You learned English because your parents taught you, or you'd be sitting here with no communication. So you need to learn how does your soul speak with you. So how does the soul, while you're learning this, tell a person who feels lost what is she, like you were really not here as much left brain as you've got you were really here to work with your right brain and your Absolutely. and all that so how does a person who just doesn't know what i mean i had to go what happened to me was the car accident so i got a spiritual awakening in the moment for people who don't get that how do they how do they find out that they're on okay. the wrong path or here's a path they can choose to go on, which is really what their soul intended for them. Yes, the so cycle. you will always be, so, so every single experience that you have in your lifetime, you've chosen, first of all. So before we are born, let me explain it before you're born. So before we are born, we look at our library and our soul decides that maybe we need to learn more patience. Maybe we've always been the more masculine energy because we've been male and female. So we might have been more logical. So we're coming in to be the female energy. Maybe we've never had children. So we're going to come and try and have children. But they're the gifts that we've chosen, which I can kind of give you an update, which is quite nice because it, it, it resonates or it doesn't, but 99.9% .9 it resonates because I'm like I say, when I read your energy, I read what your soul is showing you. But when you are born, because you are given free will, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will choose that path. So you could come back 10,000 lifetimes to learn one lesson. Wow. Which is quite, you know, quite um, when you think about that. But soul laughs at us because one lifetime to them is a drop in a big ocean, one drop. But that's why we have something like Grief and Rebirth podcast, because we're yes. encouraging people to do their healing work. So yes. they don't have to come back 10,000 times yes. to learn yes. that lesson. Yes, yeah. You can, and, and clear it, heal it, and when go you, forward. When you heal it, then um, you, it's karmically attuned. So um, everybody will go through hard times and easy times. Somebody, you know, you might be in a group of friends and then the one person has the most wonderful laugh and you think, oh my goodness, what, is, what are they doing that I'm not? Nothing. But maybe they had your life in the last lifetime and they've decided this lifetime I'm taking a break. <laughs> All right. I can relate to that. <laughs> Rose, give us, a, give us an example of one of your many clients who you've helped to heal by teaching her to heal herself the way you do. Okay, so- Is that like a real good, I'm sure you have a million stories. Yeah, so what, spiritual? Like spiritual loss or- 
Well, like you, you teach people to heal themselves with compassion, love, and accountability. So you have someone who came to you who was really kind of screwed up and worked with you and it turned her the direction of his or her life around. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to say that um, I have, uh, well, I have a lot of male clients. I would say the male clients come here full of, um, full of stress. Because feminine, we are more open to investigating things. We've got nosy. But male tend to be very um, closed in. They don't like to anybody to know their business. So um, I work with quite a few counsellors that would send people to me that say, you know, we think that you could. And I promise you, Irene, I've got a little house in Carrickfergus. And I've got a, a healing room. And people find me. And I just think God sends them to me. That's it. Of course. And um, so I had uh, one gentleman in particular that came to me and he calls me his faith healer, but I don't know about that, but anyway. And um, he walked in and he um, had a lot of uh, problems, I think, with his youth. He was maybe in his early 40s. And those problems had led to really hectic um, psoriasis all over his body. Oh, my. Yes. And so... Um, I explained to him, he came for a few sessions and I explained to him about um, the healing, the healing properties of, of crystals and how if he worked with different crystals, he could heal himself. Well, after that first healing session, he kind of said he felt like he was taken to a different, his soul rose out of his body. I was healing the physical, the, the ailment, but he was healing his soul. Mm -hmm. And um he was going, going back to his dermatologist, I think the week after he was here, and I got this long message from him and he said, he's been on medication, I think for 20 years, and the dermatologist took him off 70% of his medication. Oh my, how he fabulous. Said, he said his, all his skin had totally nearly cleared itself. He's never ever in his life had that. Because you know when he left, I had to, you know, wash everything and it didn't bother me because if, if he's receiving healing, it's not coming from me, it's coming from his own energy. And um, he started to use his crystals and then I didn't hear from him, which was great because then I thought, okay, he's healing himself. This is all good. Um, he, um, he looked at himself differently. I think that's what it's all about. You don't, you see yourself in a different, newer version. It's like, oh, it's like upgrading your phone. You know, would you still be walking around with one of those big block phones or would you have your latest model? So right, he kind right. of got his, he got his latest version of himself. Right. And two years later, I got another call from him and he said, I don't know if you remember me. I said, yeah, yeah, I remember you. And he said, well, he said, um, I had such a shock. My brother passed away suddenly. And he said, and I'm not coping. And he'd had alcohol and a lot of issues when he was younger. And he said, I'm just not coping. And my psoriasis has come back. 90% and he said it was going so well and I've kind of just I've gone back to the old me and I said that's fine you know we'll all stumble and and, and fall back into feeling upset you've just had a major loss it takes two years to grieve Even so, easily. yes yes so I said so come back and he came back and he sat and I showed him, I used a specific sheet and I showed him what he could work with, with his ages and um, um, what he could um, put around his, I put things on the doorways and, and um, crystals on the doorways. And um, 
he came back to me about two weeks later. He hasn't been back to me since. And he said he's feeling in a great sense of um, place. He's, he's got a good place in his mind. Um, he's been back again to the dermatologist because his skin was flaring up and everything. And um, it's gone down maybe about 50%. It hadn't gone down because he was still very stressed and that he would come back to me when he needed me again. Right. Healing is about, Irene, I want to say, um, there, there are many people out there that um, will say that you need to come back every week. I'm sorry, you go back when you have a need. And no healer should tell you otherwise. People say, oh, should I come back every week for this? No, if you feel good and you understand the lesson of using that crystal, then walk with it and come back when you feel your balance is a bit off again. But you can do it yourselves, which is what the Rocky One teaches you, self-healing. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it yeah. also shows that you're very, um, you're not working this just for your own gain. Oh, there no, people, not at all. Sometimes there are people in this world who don't walk their talk. So I'm really glad to, to hear that. And this is great for people to hear, truly. Yeah. Because then they can figure out within themselves who is the right person with integrity to to go to for the Respect healing. Respect the soul, yes. Yeah. Now, now you've got ebooks and you have a new Soul Map app. You want to yes. talk about that Soul Map app? I'm so excited. So first of all, I'd love to give your uh, your beautiful people, your beautiful souls, um, two ebooks. They're welcome to have them. I'll. Give you the download i'll send them to you the downloadable versions they can pick them up from your site i suppose and then um i have spent okay you know how you were talking about um being switched on and um finding how to podcast and i find it so interesting how like you'd never thought of a podcast and suddenly there it was in your mind and you thought i've got to find out how to do this Fine. i love i love that because this is what happened with my app like, I don't know anything about apps. I'm like right. old, right? Right. So, well, I'm older, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my nephew in South Africa, because my one sister now lives in Australia, my other sister lives in South Africa, my brother lives in England, and my son wow. lives in Germany. Wow, 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 wow. So, and my niece lives in Hawaii. So we're all Oh, my goodness. Place. We're definitely the gypsies, I think. <laughs> so, so my... Um, um, my, my nephew in South Africa said to me, Auntie Rose, in March, I, I'm busy making an app. <gasps> the minute he said that word, you know, he, his talking went really low. And in my head, this voice was saying, you've got to create an app. It's got to be a soul map app. It's got to um, help people shine a light so deeply that their soul gives them their intention, their goal, and their destination in a much easier way than trying how to cool. do it on their own. Oh my gosh, how cool. It's, so it's, they, and they subscribe to the, to the app? They, yes, they, yes, they subscribe. So it's a monthly subscription. It's $97 a month. Um, the, um, the app, um, if you sign up, you get the full challenge, which is normally like $500. I'm giving it away for free. Um, my first 20 clients paid that, but I told them that I want everybody to be able to shine this light because it gives you, you know what I've been talking about today. I take you through it. I'm your coach, your spiritual coach in your pocket. If you want to understand crystals, angels, guides, I take you to a guide. I do all my own meditations. 
I take you to uh, the fire pit for forgiveness. I take you to your guides and I get you to chat to them. Um, and every week I take you to 1% better. Um, and, and this week we did guide energy again because a lot of people are enjoying the guide energy. So it went live this week. I'm so excited. Oh, that is so fabulous. It went live on Apple and Google Play Store. Um, it's been sort of in the test phase since. What's the name uh, of it? How do, you, how do you identify it? Is it called the Soul Map? Yes, yeah, Soul Map. And it's .passion.io if you want to just find it on. Say it on again, soulmap.passion, soul my passion, .io. Right. I.O. Okay. Yes. Okay. But, um, you can find it if you go to the Play Store. You can just say and we'll, soul map we'll supply well. links for it and all of that for oh, you also. Yes. So um, um, tell us about your coaching packages and spiritual workshops, especially okay. what is your reality meets spirituality coaching? And um, I, I'm assuming you offer all of these online. Yes. Um, okay. I work a lot in America with a lot of clients, male and female. I work a lot with um, clients in Europe and South Africa and in the UK. And so I am very logical, I think, because I come from corporate. I'm quite logical um, and I'm spiritual. I'm more spiritual, actually. And so what I thought was. There is a lot of confusion because the Western sort of civilization hasn't caught up with the Eastern in terms of spirituality. So um, my coaching is, it's a six month program that takes you through two lessons a month, which is an hour lesson each time. The first lesson is to take you through the first two sessions would be meeting yourself. Do you know now, this is an are? individual session? It's not yes. part of the group, right? This, okay. this, is, this is the single ones. So who am I? And what are my strengths and what are my values? Because a lot of us don't know that. And then the next sessions are meeting your guides. What are the angels? What are the universal laws? And then bringing it all together and having a look at your wheel of life. So it's, it's uh, and the chat session is really good. So a lot of my clients have given me feedback, which you can go and look on the website, but give me feedback to say, um, what was interesting was they had time to absorb what they'd, heard and went through it in their minds and went through it in their daily lives because I give them a little bit of homework mm -hmm. and then they come back after two weeks and they really um, talk to me about they challenge me or I don't mind being challenged there's no such thing and nothing phases me so they say well what about if this happens and what about and it's great because now they're untangling that hard coding that's gone on in their mind Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And then the group coaching now is all on the app. So the group coaching, that app is $97 a month. I get on live every week on a Wednesday, every single week. And it's Zoom recorded and it's put on to the private Facebook group. And I get on live because some people can't do a Wednesday, the fourth Sunday of every month. So there's five live sessions with me where you can ask me anything. Plus there's weekly lessons and the challenge. Cool. So, yeah. Okay. Um, that's really cool. Um, yeah. You say that healing starts with feeling. So tell us, tell our audience the importance of healing. Yes. Okay. In general, and, and that concept that healing starts with feeling. Yeah. So we have two points of alignment. We have our mind and we have our heart. And the mind is usually the male and it's the logic. And the heart is the feminine emotional energy. 
the heart has liquid, has blood, and it has to pump that blood through our body to feed us the oxygen, which we all know to breathe, to give us our free will, to find our balance, okay? So the heart, it holds the four chambers. It holds earth, wind, fire, and water. And if one of those five, imagine having a car with four cylinders and one of the cylinders isn't working and you're driving down the street and it keeps misfiring because one of the cylinders is off. And then the, then the engine blows up. So then we have a panic attack because one of the emotional parts of us in our heart isn't working properly. Right, right. So, so the earth is get your feet in the ground. If you are feeling vulnerable, if you have felt lost in the last while, if you are all over the place because you can't quiet your mind, go to a big, high, beautiful hill and go do a roly-poly down that hill and connect with Mother Earth again and let her put her roots around you as you roly-poly in the mud, Anke. If you get dirty, what you're doing is reconnecting and she will take away all vulnerability. The water is to cry. Some of us are so stubborn. Well, I have men here in my room and on my coaching sessions that cry because they've never been given permission to show an emotion. And some women as well, because some of us can be pretty stubborn too. So um, water is necessary. God sends rain. If you believe in God or the universal flow, sends rain to the earth, which grants us to get rid of the negativity that we have walked into the land um, as we've walked our day. Frustration, irritation, mm -hmm, frustration, mm -hmm. anxiety. So the rain has to cleanse that. So the tears have to cleanse this tiny body that um, is part of your soul. Then the fire is to give you the passion. So if you ever feel you don't have passion for life, then you've kind of switched your fire off, which comes from your pelvis, which is Archangel Uriel. So we need to get that um, reignited. So the mm -hmm. fire will um, give you back your self-esteem and confidence. And then the last thing is the wind. And the wind has to knock those, we're in autumn here, has to knock the leaves off the tree so that the new buds can spring out in springtime. So if we're not prepared to go through change and shake off the old and bring in the new, when will your blossoms come out? Yeah, so, you may have to wait for another thousand lifetimes and who wants to wait? <laughs> so those four are your healing chambers and your mind will try to keep you locked up in your mind mm -hmm. while your heart is begging you to pay attention. Right. Makes total sense to me. Good. Tell me all the ways that everyone and spell it out can get a hold of you for your coaching services, your workshops, your your booking and energy healing everything just tell us all all the ways that they can connect with you okay so your name is very easy rose henry yes it's so rose henry is my instagram handle rosehenry.ihs for intuitive holistic services um but my website is www.intuitiveholisticservices or one word um dot com okay so I'm going to say it again, intuitiveholisticservices.com. That's okay. Okay. And what is the famous Rose Henry tip for finding joy in life? You have to be in the moment, breathe it, live it, feel it, taste it.
Okay. All right. And what if it's not a pleasant moment that you're breathing, feeling, tasting? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Be in the moment. Own it. Feel it. Feeling equals healing. If you ignore it, guess what you're doing? Creating dis-ease. Dis-ease sits on your back and your backpack just gets heavier. And it forms some, lots of times forms physical illness within you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to bring your body to ease by feeling you're allowed, you know, we, we aren't given, um, Irene, it's so important, isn't, isn't it, that we aren't given permission or maybe when we were younger to feel. We weren't allowed to say how we felt. We just had to suck it up and get on with life. And sometimes some of us are very sensitive and we feel like we have to heal the world and we have to look after everybody and we have to, and we don't. At the end of the day, your core mission in this physical is to one one purpose find your contentment whatever that means to you that's your purpose everybody's looking for purpose right purpose and, doesn't exist and people have different purposes and yes. like a lot of times people are looking to everyone else and it's really yes. about what it's you're in- finding inside of you right yeah, yeah. so right. many people come into my room and say are you always like this yes <laughs> I choose it. I choose That's it. That's right. That's right. I agree. Me too. Rose, I can truly say from my own healing experiences that healing facilitates an incredibly rewarding and transformational journey of self-discovery. I love that you coach your clients by offering them valuable insights on approaching their physical lives while allowing them to re to enrich their souls. Thank you from my heart for the wonderful healing work you contribute to our world. And this inspiring and wisdom-filled interview was marvelous. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As I like to say, to be continued, Many blessings and bye for now. Mm-hmm.